Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! It is time for a very, very special episode of Royally Obsessed. We are coming at you live with all the royal content that's coming up for the rest of this year. We wanted to check in because Rachel and I are so excited about what's to come on the royal content radar. And so we're going to talk about it and we have a special guest as well. But first, please write us an email info at gallerypodcasts.com. We love hearing from our audience. Also leave us a five star review. Pretty please. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. And <laughs> let's kick it off. I love that we just like, yeah, went a little rogue out of order, but you know who we are. We are um, out giving this special episode, as Roberta said, as part of our episode tease. We are out of office again this week. We're so like, look at all our vacations, Roberta. But we are bringing you a wonderful conversation with Sharon Carpenter. Uh, she is a journalist and TV host and former co-host. We met her when she was hosting People TV's Royal Report. She joins us to give her recommendations for all that's coming up. We're toasting Prince George's birthday. We have a listener note from Singapore and some Ted Lasso news. So a lot of good stuff. We should add to this is pre-taped. So if we miss some, you know, huge, crazy runaway royal story, it's because we recorded this a little bit early so that we can enjoy our little And we'll be back vacation. and refresh the following week. But what are we sipping, Roberta? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. So whatever we have, I have a nice little San Pellegrino um flavored mineral water which is delicious it's That's cherry amazing. dark cherry and pomegranate it's so refreshing what about you i'm pre-gaming with water for sonoma which i am booking a bunch oh of uh, wineries for this week um oh, my I'm so where i'm staying is 20 minutes from napa and sonoma so i am really looking forward to kind of doing that but i am finding out that a lot of these wineries don't allow kids and i was like oh kids can totally frolic at the winery but no they cannot they are not 21 and even little ones are banned so i have to find the kid-friendly ones there are a lot of those too so i hope that that you run into the sussexes at one of these wineries i know maybe they're in wine country this week you know kind of going up the coast they were you know traveling but i will if anyone has any recommendations please send me a dm for wine country I should be um, hydrating as well, pre-gaming, as you said, because I will be in Provence next week. Oh, so my I'm gosh. so excited to do <laughs> wine tasting as well. I know. We're, we're, we're going to be right now. winoed out after next week. All but right. we'll also have a lot of good ideas for when we're back for the yes, refreshment. Yes, true, true. So last week it was Toronto. This week is Singapore. We got a lovely listener letter from Singapore. It's Dave. He wrote, I just discovered your podcast. I think it's brilliant. I'm a royal fan from Singapore and I've been a fan since I was a kid. He says he's written three kids books about the royals. One is called The Royal Pup Pack Party at the Palace in honor of Louis's first birthday and Archie's arrival three years ago. And it's all about the royal pets. It is so cute. He sent us a PDF of it. I scrolled through. I just loved the illustrations so so cute you guys should look it up dave writes that he was lucky enough to have met princess diana three times during a summer holiday he said she was more stunning in person and she remembered me the last time we met i've attached a photo that i took of her and one of her shaking my hand keep up the great work the photo is so stunning and then he is in another photo with her it's just incredible i love seeing what a great note thank you for writing in i know and now this week in royal history. 
This week in royal history, we are going to obviously recap this when we are back, but Prince George turns nine years old tomorrow. July 22nd is his birthday. Roberta, I feel old. I can't wait to see a new picture of him, but I feel I old too. Nine like years nine. old. nine. Remember when he was on the steps of the Linda wing, like just Kate in that blue polka dot outfit? I mean- like- the picture of him holding Charlotte as a baby, just like these uh, that little was moments. yesterday. I George, know, slow down. <laughs> well, I'm excited for them to be. It seems like they're going on vacation because we got this video uh, the week we're recording that has all of the Cambridges going from Kensington Palace into their helicopter. Even Orla, their puppy, is there with them. The most well-behaved and, puppy. <laughs> yeah, so I think that they'll be able to celebrate his birthday while on vacation, which is wonderful. Kate was wearing that incredible sun hat from Wimbledon. I had to zoom in and I just make sure. I can't believe that's sold out from LK Bennett. I'm still really sad about it. Can one. they restock it, please? I don't think we're going to see them for a while, though. Last year, we didn't see them from July till September. So it is a pretty long break for them, which is which is nice. They've been so busy with the Jubilee and all of their events. And I did go back and look at George's eighth birthday portrait, which Kate took. He's sitting on the hood of a car. I think it's like a Range Rover Defender, whatever that is. Giant smile, gap teeth, the cutest. And he's dressed in casual kids' clothes, which I talked about so much last week. And I feel like... Thank God, right? Like yeah. he can be a kid in these photos and these moments and on vacation. So I kind of hope that wonderful. Kate is like somewhere fantastic for vacation with her family in Mustique or something great, wherever they're going. And she just like kind of rolls over. She's like, okay, I got to publish these pics now, puts them on the Instagram. I'm sure her <laughs> Thinking team is of doing a caption, it. I'm obviously struggling. making it more casual than it is. But then she's like, okay, I just broke the internet. <laughs> yeah, struggling with the caption. I think her caption was like, he turns eight and then in parentheses, exclamation point, exclamation point. Like even she was like shocked. Yeah. I just can picture her writing that, like typing it out on her phone, like you said. So it's so funny. Ugh, but yeah, I get excited just from her photography skills. Like yeah. you saw with Camilla, like she she really is incredibly talented. So so talented. All right. Up next, we have Sharon Carpenter joining us for a wonderful chat about royal content that we're all looking forward to. And she has so many good hot takes. The funny thing, Rachel, is that we first met Sharon when she interviewed us right when we took over the Royally Obsessed podcast about our favorite royal content TV books, Royal movies. Quarantainment. Do you remember oh, that? That's right. Royal Quarantainment. What to do while you're sitting at home. And now the tables have turned and we're interviewing Do you remember your number one pick thing. from back then? I think I did Victoria, the, oh, the series. That's right. That was on my list. And I also picked The Windsors on CNN, which now feels like really old. But so long ago. It, oh, I no, was, The King's I was, Speech. The King's Speech. That's what I did. That's so great. Good. What did you Oh, my pick? God. I love that movie. Um, I was deep. I had just started. Oh, my gosh. It was my first episode of Suits. I was just kicking off Suits oh. and like nine seasons later. <laughs> Actually, I only learned? watched until <laughs> Megan left, and then I need to finish the last season because I love. Oh, Harvey you dropped and off Donna, she... but I gotta. Yeah, that's a good reminder for me. All right, but here's our conversation with Sharon. Roros, we're thrilled to welcome Sharon Carpenter to the podcast for this conversation about the royal entertainment we're most excited for that's coming up in the next six months. We first met Sharon in 2020 when she co-hosted People TV's Royal Report, and we had the honor of joining her right when we took over the podcast. I also recently saw her when we got together for the Queen's Jubilee Toast, hosted by the British Consulate in New York City. She's an expert on all things royal, a journalist, host, producer, 
and co-host of her own podcast, Loose Lips. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. Long overdue. Great to be here. Long overdue. And uh, you guys were awesome when you came on the Royal Report a couple of years ago. Uh, And as you mentioned, yeah, we just ran into each other sort of randomly at uh, an event for the the, uh, Queen's Jubilee. Dressed to the nines, though. We were really fancy. We were dressed to the nines. (laughs) It was a garden party. I actually didn't realize it was a garden party, so I had some heels on. (laughs) I had heels, too, I think. Did you? Okay, okay. (laughs) I need it for the height. I'm only 5'2", so I always need heels. Uh, But yeah, it was like loose gravel and very tricky to walk on. See, I can't walk in heels anyway, <laughs> even when I'm on solid ground. So, so it was I so festive. It was so festive. It was so fun. And uh, it was in New York City. I have so much City. FOMO. You guys can't say anything oh, more about how fun. I was on a lovely beach vacation and we missed her deeply. <laughs> I know. See, have I had the option for the beach? Or yeah. this event. I'm not sure which one I would have chosen. <laughs> but the beach wasn't an option to me. I actually, I live in uh, California and LA now and uh, came back to New York for the event. It was, it was really awesome to, uh, to celebrate the, the queen and, um, you know, all her, her years that, uh, she is, has been the monarch. It's I know. Really it's amazing. amazing. It was yeah. a wonderful weekend and really exciting. And we're so happy to have you to talk about all the stuff that's coming up. Roberta, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so we wanted to talk to Sharon about uh, two things. First off, Prince Harry's memoir that's supposed to be coming out this fall and also The Crown, which is definitely coming out this November. And then we're going to do a fun little thing at the end where we each pick our favorite piece of royal content that's on our list right now. So I will kick it off with Prince Harry's memoir. So just a few quick facts. The release date may have shifted, may have not. It's just people are speculating because it wasn't on the Penguin Random House list of books coming out in the Mm -hmm. fall. And so we weren't sure, but supposedly that's not an indication that it's not coming out. We talked about this last week in our episode a little bit. So What's your take there, Sharon? Do you feel like it's going to still come out this year? I feel like it's very likely it's still going to come out this year. I don't think that the book necessarily needed to be added to the list of upcoming titles because there's so much anticipation over it already, right? Uh, right? So, uh, And and they also made it clear that just because a a title isn't on that list, it doesn't mean it's not coming out this year. It's interesting because there are all these rumors and all this speculation about how the royal family is breathing a sigh of relief because the book is delayed. There's like... Well, whether it comes out in 2022 or early 2023, uh, the effect is still, you know, going to be the same, whatever that effect is going to be. But I I can only imagine that uh, certain members of the royal family are are biting their nails right now over what could possibly be revealed in this memoir. Well, supposedly it's very juicy. That's what the latest is from page six. Like there was some inside sources in the publishing industry, which who are these sources? I don't know. Someone is planted deep in there because we keep getting updates from page six. But there was also something about um, the content in the book will make his family nervous is what a publishing insider said. Well, I think they're going to be nervous anyway, aren't they? I mean, after the the Oprah interview and, and some of the other interviews that have been done, I think the big question that everyone has on their mind right now is, are we going to hear about specifically who this person, this member of the royal family is that was accused of racism, who had the questions Mm -hmm. and concerns about Archie's uh, skin complexion? Because obviously that set off a a firestorm, hailstorm. 
And it, that was a difficult time for the, the royal family to sort of try to rein that in. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that's the big thing that they're wondering as well. Is yeah. this person going to be named? Now, as a journalist, I, I'm someone who, you know, I don't like to jump to conclusions about things. And even when I, I heard Megan speaking about this, that there were questions and concerns around Archie's skin complexion, I felt like I needed to know more. Well, what were these questions? What were these concerns? And as a journalist, the way I sort of think about it is, okay, there's a, a racist way of having questions and concerns, but what if it was potentially something like, you know, a member of the royal family saying, well, you know that depending on Archie's skin complexion, the press may come down harder on him. It, it, mm. The press might make his life more difficult. Mm-hmm. Like more would concern, be a concern versus, yeah. versus, versus um, you know, I'm a racist. So, so that's why I don't like to immediately jump to conclusions right. and say, okay, this person was coming from a racist place. I need to hear more details. Yeah. That's why I'm wondering, are we going to hear what these details what these concerns were. Absolutely. I also thought it was interesting. I read some stuff that said that the reason, if it is delayed, the reason could be that it allows Harry and to include the Jubilee events, which I think there was a lot of conversation about why they didn't participate. I wonder if he'll be able to make it a little bit more up to the minute and include that milestone event for the Queen. Exactly. And there were rumors as well that, uh, well, he and William didn't get to spend any real time yeah. together, but that Will and Kate were invited to Lilibet's birthday party mm-hmm. uh, and they were in Wales at the time. But we also heard rumors that when Harry and William were alone, when Harry went over there for for Prince Philip's funeral, um, that they began bickering sort of within minutes. Is there any truth to that? It's hard to tell, but we'll we'll see if uh, Harry can shed any light on that. Uh, and and he said that he's going to delve into the highs, the lows. He's going to delve into the mistakes that he's made and those learning experiences as well. Sharon, I think you're completely right. I also feel that Harry had, you know, he took special care during the Oprah interview, him and Meghan both, to not speak ill of the queen. Yeah. And I think that's something that he'll definitely aim for in this memoir. At least that's what a lot of the royal insiders are saying, that he's really going to try to spare the queen, spare Prince Philip from any kind of criticism. But I don't know if that actually applies to his brother or his father because, you know, he said they were trapped during the Oprah interview. Is this book going to make the rift between the brothers worse or better? We just don't know. So fall is going to be kind of an anxious time. I'm excited. I hope, you know, regardless, it's written by, ghostwritten by J.R. Moringer, who that movie that just came out, The Tender Bar, was based on a memoir about him. He also wrote Andre Agassi's memoir. So it's going to be incredible, no matter what. It's a $20 million book deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Pulitzer Prize winner. So we can't wait. Let's talk about The Crown next, though. Are yes. you all? <laughs> oh, can't wait for this one. <laughs> it's come a lot faster because I remember when we got the news last year that it was delayed until November 2022. Yeah. I was like, this is awful. This is like, the how do we possibly news. wait that long? <laughs> I, I know, I know, especially after season four, right? Season five, highly, highly anticipated. But yeah, it was delayed because of COVID. Because yes. of course, around December time, uh, everyone was catching the new variant, uh, Omicron. And so they had to hold off for a while. But yeah, it's, it's coming soon. November's going to be here uh, before, before we, we know, know it. Oh my gosh. And we I have know. so many new cast, men- we want to mention, you know, yeah. Mel Staunton is taking over for Olivia 
Olivia Coleman. We have Elizabeth Debicki, Dominic West. I also yeah. saw that Dominic West's son, Senan West, yeah. is playing William, which I, uh, that wow. was news to me. I think I missed that update. So that's so interesting. Right? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And apparently he nailed his audition tape. Uh, what are you looking forward to about this, Sharon? You're a huge Crown fan, I know. I'm a huge Crown fan. Yes, definitely. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they play out the demise of the relationship between Charles and Diana. Obviously, we've, we saw some of that in, in season four. And also, this is going to be really interesting, how they handle the Panorama interview, which, of course, was that explosive interview where Princess Diana sat down with Martin Bashir and spoke for the first time publicly about, yes, Prince Charles has been having an affair. Remember the, the famous line, there were three of us in this marriage, uh, so it was a bit crowded. Uh, and I think what's going to be really interesting to watch with regards to how they handle that panorama interview is, of course, you know, last year we found out that Martin Bashir had, in fact, used deceitful practices in order to get Princess Diana to agree to do that interview. It was something that it had been accused of in the past, and then it came out, oh, no, he didn't. But in 2021, an investigation uh, found that, yes, he had actually been very involved in using these deceitful practices, um, including showing Diana's brother some fake bank statements that seemingly showed that people in Diana's circle uh, had been paid to spy on her. Yeah. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see. But I, I feel like that Panorama interview, the, the fact that his mother sort of went rogue, if you will, from what members of the royal family would normally do and, and, and told her side the story, I think that that has kind of empowered Harry, you know, looking back on that, mm -hmm. to tell his story as well. Yeah. Because, of course, he's half his dad, but he's also half his mom Yeah, and uh, dealt with some of the experiences that, that she dealt with. Yeah. And it sounds like that will really be a full episode potentially, which is, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm really curious how they'll treat it. Absolutely. In addition to the panorama interview, there's the Jonathan Dimbleby, Prince Charles interview. There's the Andrew Morton biography around this time period, Dodi mm. Al-Fayed. I also feel like it's so fascinating because hindsight is twenty twenty. Now that we know so much more about Prince Andrew, like, will that be included somehow? You know, it's like oh, we barely yes. saw Fergie in season four. Well, they added four, a barely. sixth season. So, so I feel like they're going to be tackling season. some of this. Yeah. And they're saying that that sixth season doesn't bring us any closer to the time that we're in yeah, now. But that's it gives true. them the option to delve into more detail. Uh, into what was going on during those times. And this is the 90s that we're looking at here. Mm -hmm. But but are we going to get to the point and, and how are they going to handle this Princess Diana's death or untimely yeah. death? And I you think know, that will be in season five, it sounds yeah. like. If we're seeing Dodie, because we've seen some paparazzi oh, images right. that mm -hmm. of the scenes they've been filming with Dodie, it seems like that will be so Season six would be early 2000s and then it cuts off? Like, when will it cut That's off? What it's just going to be kind of interesting. Well, what's interesting is they're talking about doing a prequel, aren't they? Yeah. That mm -hmm. will look into Edward, Edward and George eighth. and yeah. how, you know, the, the, the fact Wallace that Edward Simpson. abdicated, yeah, is why uh, Queen Elizabeth is the queen at this point. But I would not be surprised if they sort of go back to the past, right, the prequels, and then come back to mm. more recent times mm -hmm. uh, after that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to tackle the, the Harry and Meghan situation and the more recent years with, with Kate and William. Yeah. Mm. 
did want to mention one thing because I think we've heard a lot more in the last couple of years about royals who do watch The Crown. And we know that Camilla yeah. watches it. Arthur Chatto apparently watches it. Princess mm. Eugenie has seen a few episodes. And of course, the Sussexes are rumored to watch. So I think, that, you know, when we saw Camilla host <laughs> that event with Emerald Fennel, who played Camilla in the first season. So I think that yeah. that's all really interesting. But I'm Very sure they've excited. all watched it, to be honest. I don't know if they'll all admit it, but I'm sure they've all watched it. Jonathan Price, by the way, Sir Jonathan Price, oh, yes. was knighted mm. by the Queen, and now he's going to be married to the Queen uh, yeah. because he's playing Prince Philip, of course. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's definitely seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, the real It's Queen good Elizabeth they knighted him before it airs because I think there's always controversy after it oh, airs. Yeah. About, like, yeah. They yeah. hated the way Camilla was portrayed as this like chain-smoking adulteress in, by Emerald Fennel, and I think that the British media, some sections were really up in arms about that. So we'll see who really sets them off this time with the portrayal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tina Brown said they keep blocking the filming yeah. locations. All right. Well, let's oh, do our wow. quick yeah. personal selections of something we're looking forward to. Sharon, we'll let you kick yeah. it off with um, in the next six months. What's on you your know, mind? You know, it has to be Megan's uh, podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archetypes. And uh, I'm sure everyone has listened to the promo for that. And what was surprising to me is the way that started out with, you know, some shocking words, stereotypes and disparaging words that have been used as weapons against women, right? So when I was first listening to it, I was like, hold on, is this a, an ad for something else? Because I didn't expect to hear that on a, a podcast um, hosted by Megan. But it just goes to show that they are going there. I wasn't yeah. sure if they were going to sort of stay on the safe side of things. But no, they. this is showing me that they are going to get raw. They're going to get uncut when they need to. Um, and they're really going to delve into these these very harmful stereotypes that have been used against women throughout the years, throughout the decades, and and explore the history. Where did they even come from in the first place? I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to mm. listen to that. And they're going to be interviewing historians. Um, they're going to be interviewing women who have overcome that. I wouldn't be surprised if Oprah ends up being mm. a guest. I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, Maybe that's why they were over there recently, because we saw those pictures. Maybe they were taping part of the show, the episode, their own flipping the script. Explosive interview. But yeah, it would be interesting to see Megan interviewing Oprah now that she's on the other foot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Roberta and I were just talking, though. It's supposed to come summer 2022, so it is full-blown summer now. So hopefully kind of any day. I don't know when we'll... Any day now. July (laughs) or August at the latest, right? I just think Megan has such a good podcast voice. I just can't wait yes, to hear her. From her she holiday does. special. Soothing tone. Yeah, it's I'm so good. Soothing. She's a really so soothing, soothing voice, doesn't she? Yes, very wait. much so. Roberta, Rachel, what's your what, pick? Oh, I'm next. Oh, gosh. Okay, I wanted to pass it to you. So my pick already came out, and it's just on my watch list. It's called Elizabeth, A Portrait in Parts. It's a documentary by Roger Michelle. He's the one who directed Notting Hill, and he passed away last September, actually, and this was one of his last projects before he passed away and it's described as this like incredible almost home movie like portrait of the queen taken with all this different footage from her whole life um and almost like a music video is what someone described it as um one critic described it as they said it evokes the playfully pensive stream of consciousness of the british director and at moments the time leaping home movie of someone's dreams sounds incredible i actually wanted to play a really quick 20 second clip from it so here's that It was all a very sudden kind of taking on. 
it's a question maturing into something that one's got used to doing. And accepting the fact that here you are and, and it's your fate. God save the queen. I have chills. Wow. I have chills. It came out in April. It Me totally too. flew under my radar. I am so excited to watch this. I just need to set aside like two hours. And yeah. <laughs> I think I heard I, some of our Roros also DM'd us about that, saying how oh. much they loved it so, in New Zealand. I feel like when it came out, they had it in theaters there. I think it came out in the UK uh, and New yeah. Zealand first, but I just... I'm so excited. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. So it's so, like super accessible to watch. So I'm, I'm hoping. To check that out. Yeah. I, I yeah. just love listening to the Queen's voice. Me as well. too. I and we've absolutely love the way uh, the Queen speaks. You know, it's interesting. Uh, this this poll was recently done that showed that the Queen is the most popular royal amongst. Did you see that? I saw amongst that. Amongst British adults. Continues. Yeah. Who yeah, was next on the by, list? It was it was Kate. It was oh, Kate. Wow. Then it was William. Then I think it was Philip. And then it was a few others. And then, to be honest, it was Harry Harry and Meghan were yeah. a bit lower down. And then Andrew. Mm-hmm. But then when you looked at millennials, when you did it sort of by demographic, Harry and Meghan were higher on the list with millennials mm. than o- older adults. Mm-hmm. Charlotte must not have been part of the poll because she would, I feel like she would trounce everyone. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, Louis exactly. would be first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just completely all of her This little... has probably done before. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, this but the queen, it's interesting. Okay. Still number one. Yeah. 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 Rachel, what is your content? So mine, I feel like I keep like... bringing it up, but it is set to come out any day, I think this summer on HBO, The Princess by Ed Perkins. Sharon, have you seen this? It debuted at Sundance this year, and I happened to catch um, – I was able to get a ticket and watch it virtually, and I just oh, can't wait to amazing. watch it again. But it basically – it tells the story – you know, we all know Diana's story, but it tells it yeah. using exclusive archive footage, no talking heads, but it really – it's one of those things where you watch it knowing exactly what's happened, but it all feels so new because it's before it's done before there was social media. So you're seeing this homegrown footage where you have kind of the side talk of camera men, news photographers being like, yeah. I guess her marriage is in shambles. But it seems like everyone wow. kind of knew in real time yeah. what was playing out. And then to have it to know the ultimate fate of Diana as you watch mm. to see it almost feels like it could have been prevented it's so compelling it's getting rave reviews cuz of the premiere in, at Sundance but yeah, it's set yeah. to hit HBO very very soon so yeah i, I, I can't, can't wait, wait to that. watch it again <laughs> haven't haven't seen it myself unfortunately yeah. but uh, definitely on my on my watch list yeah there's right so much i mean it's really so there's much. there's never a lull in royal content fictional or Factual. <laughs> what was, was it kind of scary to watch, Rachel? Or was it like... You I mean, I sobbed. Like, I sobbed. Because I think uh, if you look at like... I'm not giving anything away, but the opening, again, like you didn't have social media where we all, were all whipping out our phones and they, they show just bystander footage of people going by. You know, you have Paris, the Ritz. It's nighttime. You have a whole bunch of paparazzi and it's people in the car being like, I wonder who's there. But as a viewer, mm-hmm. you obviously know who's there and you know what happens that night. And it changes. I think for royal fans, like I feel like I have children just saying that because that was such a monumental moment in my life where I just I think as a kid I had never experienced death in that way of a public figure and so watching that and then just the way I mean he went through hundreds and hundreds of hours of this media footage and I think when you ever you had that grainy quality you know like camcorder style or things like that you just feel it feels it takes you back yeah Yeah. it, it, it takes you back 
Yeah, yeah I, I I'm going to be wait. crying like a baby. Yes, I, I can <laughs> put it on your already. list. <laughs> and all these recommendations are fantastic. Sharon, before you leave, we ask every guest on the podcast, if you could identify with any royal dead or alive, who would it be and why? I would say it's probably a blend of Princess Diana and Meghan Markle because there are times where I do what I need to do to fit in to get the job done. And there are other times where I just go with my heart. And maybe, you know, I'm part Harry as well. There are times where I just go with my heart and I just go with, you know, this is just what I believe is right. I'm going with my heart. I'm going with my gut. I'm speaking out. I'm speaking up uh, against, you know, what I believe is wrong. So I would say sort of a mix of the three of them. So good. I love it. Such a good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Sharon, please come (laughs) back anytime. We would love to have you. (laughs) It's been so fun hanging out with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Oh, so fun to catch up with her. And I love that we were able to turn the tables. going to go through some of our highs and lows of the rest of the royal content everything that's coming up tvs books movies rachel what are you least excited about kick us off it's time for the royal highs and lows okay so i hope that we can fast forward time and i'm totally wrong about this and it's this like absolute critically acclaimed series but i know that who killed lady die is something we've talked about recently on the show it's the series that i think they're still pitching it so i don't know that it's been picked up yet or confirmed where it will be be released but it's a series about a blogger who writes conspiracy theories tied to diana's death and a french investigator they're in search of the truth it includes real life investigator martine montiel who was involved and led the criminal investigation in france i just feel like If it does get picked up and has any sort of debut this year, it feels really off the mark on the 25th anniversary of her death. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it will either be a mega hit or a mega flop. And I'm leaning towards flop, but that's my... It really makes me mad that they give like life and breath to conspiracy theories like there's a, there's so much conspiracy theories can we not like keep going yeah. on and on about this I don't know I am this is kind of a controversial pick I think I'm just not that excited for Heart of Invictus which we really haven't heard anything about mm-hmm. since April which is when the Invictus games even they were way back in April and it just feels snoozy. Like, I think that the Sussexes are working on bigger things. They had a camera crew following them around during their New York trip. And so I think that there would be a lot more excitement around something that's more personal. Mm-hmm. For me, Heart of Invictus is going to feel kind of snoozy. But yeah. that's just my take. What about what are you we'll see. looking forward to the most? Okay, out of left field, but this is us, Roberta. Ted Lasso. You know, we talk about The Crown coming out, but I believe that we should see the new season of Ted Lasso before the end of the year, and they just totally dominated the Emmy Award nominations, which came out a couple days ago. I feel like I had my head underwater for that, and then I was like, oh my gosh, we're already talking about the Emmys. They got 10. And again, it was like Juno Temple, Hannah Waddingham, Brett Goldstein, Nick Mohammed, who we obviously know, Tahib Jumo, who plays Sam. I feel like... I just, it got me all Ted Lasso fever and the thought that it should come out this year. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the new season. Okay, Roberta, what are you looking forward to the most? So my high is this kind of new news that Hugh Grant might be playing Prince Andrew in a new movie. 
so random, but he is in the running to play Prince Andrew, and it's all about his disastrous Newsnight interview with Emily Matlas that took place last year. The movie's called Scoop. Rachel, Hugh Grant playing Prince Andrew. What do you think? I just feel like from Love Actually to this, I love Hugh Grant. I love his choices. I'm such a fan. I think that this movie needs to see the light of day, and I'm sure that the royals are freaking out. Freaking out. I can't wait to hear more. All right. Fall is going to be incredible. Winter is going to be incredible. All the royal watch parties. Cannot wait, Rachel. We're going to have so much fun watching all of this. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. Here's a rating from Callie. She said, excellent podcast. I just discovered it and I've greatly enjoyed it. They have good insight and they make it fun. I've been a royal fan since I was a little girl. My mom and sister loved Princess Diana. My wedding was during the Platinum Jubilee weekend. I made sure to have a little tribute to the queen on the guest book table. <gasps> How incredible. That's you fantastic. have to send us a picture of this tribute. That's what a festive amazing. weekend to have your wedding. That's really yeah. cool. All right, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Please follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And till next week, God God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.